When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How can the Wizards get back in this series? Will the Warriors lose at all during these playoffs? Is Isaiah Thomas the most fun player in the NBA to watch? The only question left is, say it with me, you win. Hey sports fans, Coach Nick here and welcome to the B-Ball Breakdown Podcast. We are doing a Wednesday episode, and I'm joined, as always, by Coach Dave, Dave Dufour. And we had a couple of really exciting games uh, tonight, I would say, or at least one exciting game. Yeah, I mean, that Wizards-Celtics game was – it was something. Um, you know, it was exciting, but but the second half was kind of exciting for all the wrong reasons. Uh, oh, yeah. It wasn't exactly great basketball, but um, Isaiah Thomas was just amazing. Good grief. he was He was incredible. I'm going to throw this out there because it just since you bring him up right now, uh, I tweeted this out and I got like a kind of a tepid reaction. But I got to tell you, I'm more impressed with Isaiah Thomas's scoring than I ever was with Allen Iverson. Really? Yeah, I really am. I mean, now, you know, people are like, well, recency bias. I'm like, that's that's so not it, because I never really enjoyed Iverson when he was playing. Um, I thought, you know, he's way too low with an efficiency. I thought he took a lot of just terrible shots uh, to the point where it felt like a lot of guys could score that many points if he, they took as many shots as he did. Um, and so uh, it was always frustrating that way. And, you know, listen, it, it is impressive what he could do at his size. But, you know, compound that by another, like, th- what, three less inches maybe that, that Isaiah Thomas has less. That's like, I don't know. It's more impressive to me. Yeah, you know, it sounds like something you may have to do a breakdown on after the success oh, wow. of the Chris Paul, uh, John Stockton breakdown. I think I need an Isaiah Thomas, Allen Iverson. Who's the best small man scorer? Wow. Or small um, guard. We'll, yeah. we'll figure it out. Well, you know, let's just mention that briefly because it really is a good video. And I know we talked about it before, but it really is good. Everyone should watch it, which is the um, John Stockton, yes, versus um, uh, CP3. Go check it out on YouTube because it's really good and you get a chance. To, it's a love letter to John Stockton, by the way, and I want people to, to, to love it. As well as go and watch. We did a really cool breakdown today of the uh, of the Houston Rockets threes. I don't know if you have a chance to see that. Did you see it? I haven't had a chance to watch it, but I watched the game, and um, that was all the breakdown I needed. Uh, yeah, I mean, the 22 out of 50. Now, that's the thing. It's 50 threes, and it's interesting because we talked about this before. If you had an offense that could get – to generate like you know good good threes take 50 take 60 right if they're all good in rhythm and they're open and they're off of drives whatever it is well um that's what was going on right i mean they, they they were all like in rhythm some of them were tough but a lot of them were just like in the flow quick get up the floor drive and kick and boom they were wide open they're open yeah and you know it helps that they 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 like to set up above the break you know about five feet back from the line and you have to guard him out there, especially Ryan Anderson. I mean, Ryan Anderson, when he's open, he, he's hitting those. So, oh, yeah. uh, I mean, he, he hit a couple last night that were just 
from you know the bench basically. Well, what I did, by the way, which is kind of neat, was I looked at all the makes and I realized that Lamarcus Aldridge was in for thirteen of their makes. He's on the floor, and six of them were off of one play that he was involved in that he gave up. So like more than half of the threes that were made while he was playing defense on the team were a result of his poor de- defense and all like on a, almost the same action. And uh, it was fascinating to watch how, and a lot of it was, yeah, it was the screen by Anderson, the ball and then flair. He could not keep up um, on all that. And it was, uh, it was, it, they're going to pick on him all series long. And the problem that you have is, is that um, you have, Aldridge is not doing so well defensively against his team. Well, what happens when you have like Powell in there or David Lee in there in that same role? I mean, that's it's, it's not just as bad. Yeah. But but, you know, Pop just refuses to play Deadman. And I just I can't I cannot wrap my head around it. There's there's something there. I don't know what it is. Um, and Deadman, I think part of his, the, the issues he was having last night when he did get on the court, I think it was. He's frustrated. You know, he's got to be frustrated by not playing. Especially, he has to know that he's better uh, than than Powell and David Lee. You know, like I just, I don't know. Anyway, well, it's it's no that that would you took the words out of my mouth. That was my point. It was clearly he was surly and angry from the outset. And I, you know, I, I think we all kind of know if we've ever played before that feeling of like you, you, for whatever reason the coach. It, by the way, it might not be a very clear reason to him. I don't know if Popovich has gone to him and explained to him whatever the reason would be. And so he's sitting there stewing, you know, they're getting hammered. He gets, so then he gets like the ultimate insult, right? They don't, he only gets time when they're down by 25 or whatever it is. Yeah. He's out there playing garbage time. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and he got thrown out. It was weird. That was a weird ejection too, because uh, Beverly was like calling him out or pointing him out for something at the free throw line. It was very, uh, you, and you thought Beverly was the one who got the T because he was doing something weird, but then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it was on Deadman and he was gone. I, I, I couldn't quite figure that out. Well, yeah, and the ref looked right at him. Yeah, at Beverly, yeah. right? At Beverly, yeah. yeah. It, it was, it was weird. Anyway, it was just a weird, it's a weird game. Um, but the Rockets really look like they can win this series. I mean, it, it's going to be. I think the Spurs are going to have a hard time defending if Pop's not going to play his guys that actually are athletic. Yeah, and they, and they were good all year defending the three-point shot. So I thought, okay, and then look how bad they did, uh, how bad the Rockets did in the first round. It felt like, okay, this is not a, a series where they're going to get off too much. And by the way, they might not ever sh- – I mean, I now owe everybody a topless breakdown because they continue to shoot 42% <laughs> from the field, uh, from three. But uh, – and I will, I didn't say when I'm going to do it, so I'm going to – I'll do it. Great. I'll do it something, you know. But um, – <laughs> But uh, you know that they could, yeah, they could very well not shoot that way uh, the rest of the series, and you know, it's true. Some games, yeah, they might they might get cold, but you know, even if they don't, they're gonna get. You know, they took like what three or four mid range shots. Everything else was a layup, a three, or a free throw. And if the threes aren't falling, there was nothing stopping them from getting to the basket. I mean, you know, Clint Capella had a really nice game, and you know, Harden barely even did it. I mean barely did anything. He had 14 assists, but like he didn't score a ton. He only put up like 20 points. So, um, yeah, it looks bad for the Spurs. It really does. It, it does. And, it does. I mean, there's no evidence. I couldn't even suss out even like a couple minutes out of that game where I'm like, Oh, I, okay. There's something they could take from. Uh, and by the way, like, let's just compare, you know, Harden to Russ. Um, when you watch 
hardened play. And, he, and it's not just like this series or the game one. He does it all the time. The way he scans the floor while he's playing, he, he actively looks to make a pass and set up a teammate for a, a pass. Or it doesn't be a scoring uh, a pass. It's to get, to get the ball moving. And it becomes so difficult to guard him that way, right? Because now, you know, crap, he's passing, he's passing. And then all of a sudden, oh, crap, now he's aggressive. He's, he's scoring, he's scoring. I don't know how to guard him. Whereas, at least with Russ, there is not that subtlety, uh, it, it feels like. It's a different kind of attack. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. It's sort of like we talk about LeBron creating creating space space with his passing. And James Harden does the same thing. The difference is James Harden is I think James Harden might be a better passer out of the pick and roll. All right? I mean, this is a very specific scenario. Only because his ball handling is so great. Um and when you try to trap him, he he's fantastic at splitting the trap. He can go high or low. He might be the best at going low I've ever seen. And this is where he draws a ton of fouls also. And so like in the pick and roll, just because you also, you got to honor the three because he's a high volume three point shooter, even though he had a little bit of a down year this year. Um, I think he might be a little bit more dangerous than LeBron, at least at this point. But I mean, LeBron is still, I think the best passer we've ever seen. I think he's better than magic. And I know that's sacrilegious for a lot of people, but LeBron can throw every single pass that is physically able to be thrown on a basketball court. And and I don't know that Magic could do it. Um, and th- that might be recency bias because I haven't seen Magic Johnson play since, what, 1996 when he was fat Magic. Um, so, but anyway, uh, yeah, the, the Rockets look um, legit. The, the Cavs obviously uh, look legit. Toronto does not. I don't even think we really need to say much about that series or that game. Uh, Toronto just can't hang with the Cavs. Right. They um, looked like they, they did last year and when they were on their way to a sweep. And then, you know, they came in there and they found a little something and got a couple games. But, uh, yeah, th- again, there's no evidence. Like, people might want to stick with their the Raptors and say, hey, whatever. But I, there's just no evidence uh, that, that that's going to happen. And maybe it can't – again, it could change. But, like, right now, yeah, I don't see it. And, uh, you know, it's too bad because Ibaka and Tucker were supposed to be key pieces um, toward that end. But, you know, I don't know. I think you probably end up needing – you would need them for a full year and, and change to, like, get act, really get acclimated and really become a, a tight-knit unit. You can't just throw them out there and then, you know, hope it works. Well, you know what? I'd say that those two guys were responsible uh, – you know, Abaka especially – for them even getting out of the first round. So, yeah. you know, if that's, a, if that's a successful season, which I don't think it is after you go to the Eastern Conference Finals, you know, um, I think that – them them losing to the Cavs again is has got to be a bummer and, and you know they're gonna they're gonna have some decisions to make you know Baca's a free agent Lowry's a free agent and and they basically have a you know not really a good path to a rebuild but do you want to keep doubling down on this roster that just can't beat LeBron I don't know no. um, but but so back to Wizard Celtics which was just a really amazing game. Um, wait, this the, is a kind of a, wait. We just did a, a wild ten minute ride, by the way, across like a lot of different things, and insulted a lot of different teams and players. Like, yeah, that's we're gonna catch so it. much hate. <laughs> well, the Canadians already get mad at us. You know, they yeah. they say we hate the Raptors. When you and I, we were so excited for them to get PJ Tucker and Serge Ibaka that we said, "Wow, I think this makes them the second. They may have 
leapfrog the Wizards as the second best team in the East. But yet they ignore that because I said that the Bucks look like a better team. Right. No, they listen. The, the, we they wear their heart in their sleeve, and everybody's an enemy of the of, of the Raptors. It's crazy. Um, and and you know and and you're right. So he, and we're right back full circle with yeah. Um, you know with, with with the Celtics though, but um, the Celtics by the way now look like the best team in the East. I mean, maybe behind the Cavs. Uh yeah, behind the Cavs. Oh, and right. by the way, another thing about the, what you said about Magic is still wrong. Magic is the better passer. <laughs> That's you. I, I, th- I think that's. I think that's. You might. You might be. I, if I have recency bias, you may have past bias. Although yeah. I guess your video with CP3 and Stockton may disprove that. Well, I don't know. We'll Listeners will have to watch the video and yeah. see. Yeah, but I, but I did do a video comparing LeBron and Bird, and I oh, I actually right. said that Bird was a better passer than LeBron, and so in in a, an interesting way where I don't know I don't remember, but basically it was LeBron makes the awesome pass like right on time. Yeah. Burned through the pass ahead of time. So that the then, guy could meet the ball. Yeah, and then Magic was, you know, better than Bird. So whatever. Anyway, uh, it's, it's yeah. it, it, this is for Twitter. This is not for our podcast. Um, now, so Celtics, uh, you know, this was the Washington Wizards. Is this, was that their last gasp? Was that their last chance to get in the series? The Wizards? Yeah. You know, uh, it, it may, it, it's possible. Um the Celtics are supposed to win these two games, right? Like they're they're home, right? So they're supposed to win, and they were both pretty close. And the Wizards blew big leads in both games. And I mean, this game went to overtime. It took Isaiah Thomas scoring fifty three points. Now, how are they going to do on the road? I mean, it, I think that in a close game, you know, you, the home teams probably have a little bit of an advantage. I don't. I don't know. I, I just think that the Celtics, when they're clicking, they look so good. It's hard to count them out. But the Wizards do too. The problem is that the Wizards have to keep their starters in. I mean, they really need to play those five guys 48 minutes, you know, to, to keep a lead. Anytime they bring the bench in. You know, you remember the the, the video of Russ uh, at the end of the last series in the third quarter where they had the big lead and he sat, he was sitting, and they had to call a timeout because the 12-point lead had gone to six and he yeah. was pissed and he's like, I'm going back in. Yeah, I swear, the, the, they need to just – if Scotty Brooks won't just leave those guys in, they need to mutiny and just not come out of the game. Because well, wait, but he did. I mean, look at Wall and Beal both played over forty-seven minutes in this game, and then Gortat played forty-two. Uh, so I mean, you know, he is. I mean, Porter got thirty-eight, and he was decent uh, in that game. Made some interesting plays. So you know, he's kind of following your, what you're saying. He's not playing too many other guys. I think Jennings uh, hurt them. Uh, in he his did. Whole time there. Well, part of it is how they're using him. You know, they're, they're kind of having him spot up. Like when he's out there with John Wall, they're having him spot up. And I just don't think that's his game. I don't think he can catch his rhythm that way. Right. I think he kind of needs to have the ball in his hands. He's, a, he's actually not a bad distributor. Um, so I, I think that that's, that's part of it. But, but really, like, their bench just stinks. Right. I mean, and Jennings came out. You can watch it. He was like almost manic. He was too intense trying to like, you know, press and then trying to like do everything. And it was just not working. You could tell he was just everything was just going too fast for him. I don't know what the deal was. Like maybe this is as far as he's ever been in the playoffs before, maybe. And he's like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to really get into this. But, um, you know, it was it was a little bit of a meltdown down the stretch. I mean, certainly the Celtics like took control of the game, you know, late and then in, in overtime. So. Uh, I, I mean, but there are positives. Uh, Morris playing and playing pretty well uh, on what was supposed to be a balky ankle uh, was—I I was surprised. Well, you know, 
I know how much you love conspiracy theories. Yeah. Are we sure it's Markeith? Oh, you know, I saw that. I, you know, what I thought the conspiracy was was that like he kind of like was faking the ankle or something just so he could. Oh no, you know, there's no. Way. I mean, I saw the video, right? Like, he he definitely Markeith Morris definitely like has a high ankle sprain. I mean, it looks bad. The video does. Yeah, right. And and according to John Wall, it's purple, right? But what's purple? Markeith, yeah, but the Morris that was in that game looked pretty good. Yeah, but there's a. I mean, they both they play a little differently. Like they well, do. Well, Marquis, well, you know, he did block a shot. So and so Marcus Morris has never been known to do that. But he also knocked down a few threes. He he was playing really well for a guy with a screwed up ankle. You know that that he screwed up two days ago. Yeah, uh, that's pretty impressive. Although I will give I'll, I'll give the NBA credit. I mean, they are the best when it comes to sports medicine. It's the best. It's the best league. In professional sports, when it comes to sports medicine, okay, uh, right, except well, for soccer because they have the the can of cold stuff that they spray on the guys when they when they fake an injury, and and somehow it, it miraculously heals them as the stretcher's coming out. Those uh, guys are pretty good too. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, hey, whatever it takes, whatever works. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, listen, that's as good of a conspiracy theory as whether we would land on the moon. Um, and so we'll have to we'll have to investigate. They should have just had. Uh, uh, Mark Marcus, like in the stands or something. That way, we could have seen it. But they did, that well, did he not was, happen. He was in the stands for Game One, and that was the really interesting thing is that he wasn't for Game Two. And so, I mean, they've got matching tattoos. Yeah, you know, like completely. Ma- so it's interesting. I think we should do this summer. We'll what we'll to do an NBA conspiracy podcast. We can discuss the flu game, quote unquote. What? What do you mean the Michael Jordan flu game? Like he didn't have the flu? He didn't have the flu. No. He was in Vegas the night before. He he flew from Salt Lake City to Vegas. We'll, we'll talk about we'll no, save it for that, that he wouldn't. Oh. They had to like help him off the floor from that. That, that wasn't like because he well, was he tired. Was de- he was, like, he was definitely dehydrated. He was definitely dehydrated. He had he had the man flu. He didn't have the flu. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, I think he was – I don't know because he looked like that way in the beginning of the game too and like he would have been, yeah. you know – I don't know. I don't I'm know, not man. buying that. Eyes, one. bloodshot. We we will do. We should do an NBA conspiracy podcast. Well, maybe he didn't sleep that night because he was sick. I mean, listen. I, I like. Uh, how about? I mean, we want. We should talk about Kobe moving boxes in his garage and cutting his hand. Now that one's a good one. Hey, or, how about frozen envelopes and uh, and you know uh, gambling suspensions disguised as baseball uh, excursions? Oh, okay. Uh, you're gonna yeah. Michael. I mean, listen, I got more. I got uh, Kevin Love doing knuckle push-ups. Mm. Yeah, we got Ron Artest go. also like fell down the stairs in the middle of the night. Like, you know, yeah, there's a lot of those. And I'm sure yeah, so we got to do a whole podcast on it. Yeah. I think Bo- it would be good. Boozer too, right? Boozer with a bag, broke his hand well, or something. Boozer with the hair. How about that? Oh, <laughs> there, yeah, there's yeah a, painting on his hair. Yeah, lots of stuff there. to do. But all right, let's get back on task. All right. Um, you can tell we're a little bit punchy. It's been a long, it's been a long week and it's only Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, all right, well, let's, we, uh, so we, we kind of talked a little bit about the Wizards, I mean, the Wizards and the Celtics and what's going to happen there, but you actually, you know, you talked me into it. I could see uh, like a, a great, um, motivational to like, listen, we were right there on the road, both games had it. Right, and they like stole it almost. They stole it on the home, which doesn't, it shouldn't happen that way. So I could see them, yeah, coming out and just overwhelming them at least in Game Three and getting kind of back in the series. Uh, but this is going, this is going seven, isn't it? Nah, I, I think it, I think it's six. I mean, I think one of these two teams will win in six. Um, coming in, I said it was going to be the Wizards, but 
I just don't know. I, Isaiah Thomas is on a mission. And, I mean, the guy, I mean, to put up 53 points in the way he did. I mean, he had 27 in the fourth quarter in overtime. And it just yeah, insane. Insane. And I have doubted him all year because, you know, his defense is suspect. But um, I have to I have to say he's won me over. Like, I, I'm always nervous about small guards, especially – in the playoffs, I just think that they they're too hard or too easy to stop. The buckets are too hard, but it, I mean he's out there making it look easy. He's just he's too good. It's yeah. it's not fair. Yeah, I mean it was funny because he had uh, I mean yeah he was scoring in all manner, and they, the other guys the Wizards were trying to like get in fights with him, and then I mean he had a beautiful double crossover pull up on Morris, and Morris like he's like just staring at him the whole way down the floor. It was such a great moment. Like that's one of those underdog. Yes, it was, and it was earnest, and he he wasn't talking anything, and he wasn't like swearing whatever. He was just sort of staring at him, and it was it was it was enough. And and and, and uh, Morris, whichever Morris it was, wasn't looking at him. Um, you know, he wouldn't look at him. You know, like the dogs, they don't look at each other. Uh, plus, you know, he took 33 shots and he made 18. That's how you're supposed to do it. You take 33 shots, you better make 18 of them. That, that otherwise, you shouldn't be shooting that many. And, yeah. Um, just an ama- a really an amazing performance uh, all around, including everything. You know, he only carried a few times. <laughs> And um, <laughs> that's a great callback. If you guys yeah. haven't watched the video, um, Coach Nick did a fantastic video on <laughs> on Isaiah Thomas carrying yes. the basketball. I, I highly recommend it. And everyone knows me knows I have a love affair with Isaiah Thomas. I mean, it, it, ground zero for B-Ball Breakdown is Isaiah Thomas versus Kyrie Irving video I did when they were rookies. And uh, and I know Isaiah. I got to meet him off of that and kind of you know connect with him. So I, I listen. I love Isaiah. And you know uh, he just carries a little bit and they, they let him get away with it but so does everyone so hey yeah. no harm no foul it's hard not to root for the guy especially you know with what he's dealing with like losing his sister who today would have been a birthday oh uh, really uh, yeah, yeah like lost a tooth and then in, in this game fell and hit hit his mouth on the floor i mean you know i he's he is tough as nails man like to be able to do what he's doing especially with that sort of pain i mean pain in your mouth is terrible yeah uh, and so, you know, not just that, but also the the emotional stuff and the mental part. I mean, I, I, I'm color me impressed. I'm gonna get find an Isaiah Thomas T-shirt. Like he he really has won me over. I, I'm I'm now an Isaiah Thomas guy. All right. Well, that sounds. Uh, I'll have to make a T-shirt to sell you then. Um, there, there you go. Well, let's uh, let's move on to the Warriors. You know, I feel like we haven't even talked about them in a while. And because there's nothing video- to talk about. I did a video, with, you know, comparing LeBron and, uh, and Steph Curry's first round, just to kind of hype everybody up for the the finals, which you should also watch. It's a good one uh, that came out recently. But um, and I wasn't even kind of comparing them. I just was sort of, you know, checking in. How did he do in the first round? How did he do in the second round? And or in the first round, and look, they're going to meet eventually. I hope. Now, uh, but tonight, the Jazz—they come in. They had high hopes. They were—they're building towards something with this young team with a mixture of the veterans, um, and the wheels kind of didn't stay on the cart. No, um, the the final score wound up being one hundred six to ninety four, but really it was like a twenty point win for the Warriors. Um, it it never felt close at all. No, it was eleven points. It was eleven point game going into the fourth quarter, and then two and a half minutes in, it was twenty or nineteen. Yeah. So th- this game, I mean, the Warriors they they led from the start to the finish. It was never even close. They came out running a little bit, then they looked sluggish, and the, the Jazz actually looked really good when they were pushing the pace. But I mean, 
I, I like I don't know what to say, what more I can say about Draymond Green, how good he is on defense. He had a great game tonight overall. Uh, five attempts in the field, two of four from three, five of seven from the line, 17, eight rebounds, six assists, two steals, two blocks, only two fouls, and he was plus 19 on the game. I mean, he was just – he was Draymond tonight. And, and playoff Draymond might be – he might be the best player in the playoffs right now as far as like playing to his peak. He might be the closest to his peak uh, of anybody in the playoffs right now. It's like him and John Wall – and Isaiah Thomas, I guess. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, because and, and, and because a lot of his stuff is is on the defensive end. That we, there is no box score measure for what he's doing. Yep. Um, it's it's unfair. Someone actually was just saying it's you know what their bench is unfair. They got West and Iguodala and Livingston and uh, and I I quoted that tweet saying like as if as if the starters are fair. Right. <laughs> like, exactly. That's not yeah. fair. Well, you know, the whole team is not fair. Clark. You know, What's Ian that? Clark is a really good player for them. Yeah, and, and they, you know they what? Have, yeah, they did a great job putting this bench together, and, and I know it's been crapped on all year because of the center situation. But you know, David West has been great. I don't know how he's doing. I mean, he had seven assists tonight. They were all one-handed baseball passes. It was it was really impressive. Yeah. Um, but back to Draymond real quick because I wanted to point this out, and and I need to grab video of this tomorrow and and put it on Twitter. But um, Draymond stopped a two-on-one on on a dumb Steph Curry turnover. And he is the best in a two-on-one situation because he's he's does such a great job of taking that stunt toward the ball handler and and being able to recover two steps back to intercept either intercept the pass or to be there to block the shot once the the primary ball handler makes the the dump off pass. And he does this every single game. I mean, this is this is just he is the best I've ever seen at that ever. Yeah. I've never seen someone who's able to do that that way. And I don't know if it's just that he's just skilled and deceptive or if his arms are so long that he's able to just do it a little better. It, but there's a combination. I mean, I, I could probably do a breakdown just on how he does that. Like he is – that is elite. I've never seen right. anyone even close to him uh, – in that yeah. scenario, and it's almost like, the, like a football player kind of a play, right? Where he's got to be a defensive back, but uh, there's no question in my mind it's the arm length. I mean that that he can cover the entire key <laughs> practically, right? I mean, what's his arm? His wingspan is what seven something? Seven? It's like seven two or something. Seven two. I mean, yeah. I mean, listen, the key what is is how wide? Yeah, is twelve feet wide or something crazy? Something like that. Like but, that. Like, but you know, so that's a step and a half, and he's a, he's covering the whole thing. So, uh, yeah, it really is impressive, and then, like you know, it's the heart and soul of the team. And he drives him, and a lot of times it gets him a little bit too close to the edge. But um, you know, so far, you're right. Like you had said that it might be you know fo fo fo. Yeah. And it it very well could be. You're right. I, I just I mean the way I'm looking at this now, the Spurs if they make it out, I don't I don't see them beating the Warriors, and I don't know how many games they win. Now the Rockets are the one wild card because it, it'll it'll be a shootout, and I know that the Warriors are not going to be that excited to have to guard uh, Harden. Um, yeah. And and, yeah. and the Rockets the Rockets could score 140. Right. Which the Jazz cannot, the Spurs can't. Right. You know, I, I just the the math doesn't work for those right. two teams and and with the Warriors they, they could. could do it. Now the thing the thing with the Jazz the, the pace is just too fast for them. And so I would say like you know they want to try and run whatever and that's it's just not going to work. They can't play that speed um, even if they wanted to. So they're going to have to slow it down and try and make it a, a you know a half court game. But 
you know, this is the one team, you know, the Rockets are the one team you can't give three possessions in a row to. Well, the Warriors are the one team that you can't hope to control a tempo on. Yeah, exactly. Well, also, the difference between them and every other great offensive team in the NBA is the fact that they do it on the defensive end as well. I mean, you know, at one point tonight, there were 13 turnovers. They had 13 points off turnovers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like they're they're efficient. When they, when you turn the ball over against the Warriors, they make you pay for it, and, and so it's it's tricky, man. Like I just don't see how anyone's going to beat them. I mean, and and to me, it's not boring because it's beautiful basketball, and I'll watch that. I'll watch beautiful basketball even if it's a blowout. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's going to be a lot of people that say, "Ugh, super teams are ruining the league." Right. We're going to well, get that. You know, we've had them for a long time, so it's not like this is new, but. Uh, you know, the other thing that Jazz should be very concerned with is that the Warriors went 7 for 29 from 3, the 24%, and they blew them out pretty much. So <laughs> that's a really concerning thing because you're talking about on an average day, they're, they're going to make at least four more of those. And that's, that's a, you know, that, that's, you know the, the game's over in the fourth quarter, before the fourth quarter starts. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Quinn Snyder, you know, you'll have to do some of that coaching stuff uh, and figure out something. I, 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 I kind of feel like they might win one game in Utah. You know, maybe that, maybe that third game. I just don't see it. I just don't see it. And, and this is not a knock on the Jazz. This is just how good the Warriors are. You know, I, I, I just I really think that the Warriors are head and shoulders of, above the rest of the league. And until someone beats them, I refuse to to believe that they will lose in the playoffs. Of course, right. this team could be beaten. Right. Um, but I just think I think they're on the way to sweeping through the title. <laughs> Well, we haven't had that. Wait, uh, uh, let's see. The, well, the Sixers didn't do it. I feel like we've had one team do it or no? Uh, that's a good question. Um, the, the, the Lakers almost did it, I think, one of those years in their tri- the triple, the, uh, the three-peat um, with Shaq and Kobe. Right? Didn't they have a, they had a, kind of a, a, a kind of a crappy year, didn't have a great record? Uh, the Lakers in 01. Yeah, they went like 15-1 and one or, or whatever. They, they went 16-1. and 16-1, and one, sorry. Um, but uh, anyway, it's a good question for the trivia people out there. Um, so yeah, so I don't, and I don't think so. The, you think it's a sweep? I think it's five games, um, and so we're all kind of patiently waiting to see what's going to happen with the other bracket. Um, and, and, and yeah, it doesn't feel great. I, I think is, is the root of our issue with the Spurs right now the rotations? Uh, to me, it is. <laughs> I mean, like I, I just can't. I can't understand what what Pop is doing and. and I don't know. I, I don't want to be the guy who questions Pop, um, but somebody needs to. The, the Deadman stuff is weird. Simmons barely being able to get off the bench is weird. Um, Kyle Anderson came off the bench and played not much, but uh, or at least when it mattered. But he looked good. I, I just can't get, like, why are these guys not playing in favor of David Lee, who's starting, yeah. Pau Gasol, and, uh, you know, so much Aldridge. I don't. I don't know. I just don't get it. I, can't I missed wrap my head something around. about Deadman had been starting, if I'm not mistaken. He was starting for a while, and then they moved Lee into the starting spot next to Aldridge. And I don't know what's happening. Like this is the problem: is that we're speculating about stuff on the court that could be an off the court issue that we don't know about. Right. You know what I mean? Or it could just it could be a chemistry issue that we're not seeing. And and this is the tough part because we're not in practice and. And all this stuff. So anything that we speculate, we're, we're literally just grasping at straws because Pop doesn't say anything. Right. You yeah. Know, he gives you nothing. 
Right. By the way, we caught him yelling at David Lee. Um, I tweeted it out and it, it went a little bit viral where he wrote, he said, sit your ass down. And really angrily and when it started getting in his face, uh, very un, um, un positive coaching alliance uh, method uh, in a way that uh, I was very surprised. Uh, usually you don't quite see him. I mean, I know he gets curmudgeon and he gets mad. Are we mad. watching the same pop? Are we watching the same pop? I mean, you've seen the, the Danny Green, what the F are you, what the F are you doing when Danny Green fouled? In the game situation. When? What year was that? Recently? Oh, it's, it's been a while. If just Google pop Danny Green at some point, I'll you know. check it out. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, it was, but something about it was weird. It was, you know, it was really angry. They're only down by nine at that point. It just seems like it didn't help anything to do that there. And I don't even know if David Lee, I needed to go back and look at what he was really yelling about because whatever the play just happened wasn't the play he was yelling at. And, um, you know, it was, I don't know. I, 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 th- I think that's also what you're sensing the desperation at this point. And he understands that without, you know, this is for like, this is going forward. It's not even just that game. He needs to be on point, really on point, every possession here without, you can't really waste any out here. And, um, and that's an interesting crack in the, uh, in the armor here, if that's what's going to happen. Because if he's already in the game one, not down nine doing that, then, um, yeah, it's a problem. It's a roster issue a little bit, but you're right. They have the, some players, at the very least, they got to try it. And now the worry is they're going to be down whatever, three to one. And oh, then he's going to start throwing out these guys, and then they're going to start playing okay. But it's been—it's like, where? What were you waiting for? Yeah, it's too late. I mean, you know, this is not the first time that Pop has had weird lineups in the playoffs. I mean, we we've seen this before. Um, This is nothing new. I mean, with Tim, like Tim Duncan being on the bench, famously when the you know for the Ray Allen three Um, last year's playoffs. I mean, you know how. How great would it have been to have have Simmons on the court when they were playing OKC, like when you need an athlete out there, and so that that kind of stuff. I mean, no I don't one's know, infallible. Man. I know. I mean, listen, and then right. even the Clippers series, they ended up pulling that out in seven games. But like the hack of DeAndre, like ultimately was like backfiring on them and letting you know a, a very thin Clippers team rest, and they weren't getting easy buckets, pushing the ball, and all these different things. So. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, but but you know, then then there's the 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 uh, million other things that have done work so well for him, uh, but we'll see. You know, it's it's very weird to even you know looking in his direction, um, you know, at what's going wrong. But we'll see. Maybe he'll look at it. Maybe he'll hear some some things and and figure it out and uh, and 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 get these guys in there. But you're right. There could be something up with with Deadman that we don't know about that he's not playing him. But he put him in. Maybe he's hurt. I don't know. Yeah, he didn't um, hurt. Wh- watch him. Watch them come out and win by 30 tomorrow and then, you know, all done. back to the drawing board. No, they probably won't. Yeah. They well, look slow and old. Uh, I think we covered a lot of things. We burned a lot of things down so far. <laughs> we did. This is a, this might be the most negative podcast you and I have ever done. All right. We need to get to, we need to go to like Jamba Juice, get get some sugar or something, I don't know, and, and, uh, and re- replenish our – our psyches. You're right. Something's weird. It's when you watch that much basketball and that many days in a row, it's like something is, is it's like fight fight club. Yeah, it really, to me, you know, the big thing is like the, the positive, let's, let's end it on the positives. Okay. okay. The things that we, we really enjoyed Isaiah. the last couple of days. Isaiah was amazing. Yeah. Um, the rockets were incredible. I mean, yes. that was, that was just, it was insane. Yeah, uh, the Warriors had you know, oh, some amazing give and goes. It just were fun basketball plays. Absolutely, I mean, Ian Clark is the ki- the new king of the blind pig. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. And then yeah, and then and, and David West as well. They were hooking up 
Yeah. Um, you know, it was frustrating, by the way. Okay, I don't want to go negative. As well. The defense is giving it to them, too. They were extending themselves in, yeah. in a way that, like, they're just, you know what? Maybe they've they got to calm down, you know. All right. Now, don't blame it on the defense. No. See, we, we're, we're going positive. Yes. Ian Clark right. was taking what the, what the defense gave him. There's right. the positive spin yes, on it. Absolutely. All, you know, catch and shoot. They weren't, you know, whatever. But, uh, yeah, and so LeBron. there's some good stuff there. And, and LeBron uh, is amazing. And by the way, and by the way, this Celtics Wizards series should be awesome. We should be getting great games every game they play, uh, yeah. however many they are. And so that's another thing to look forward to. So that's the, that's the that's one right. I'm going to probably enjoy the most in this round. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. Although I think that the Rockets and Spurs are going to be another one that's enjoyable. Let's hope. Let's hope. I'm hoping that they're all enjoyable. You know, right. I hope that they're not all blowouts. But I, I'm not. I don't know. I'm not very optimistic about it. Well, yeah, I'm hoping they're all as enjoyable as this podcast was. So, Dave, thanks for (laughs) staying up with me and uh, and recording it. And um, we'll have a bright and early for you guys on your morning commute to wherever you might go to work. And uh, thanks for joining me, Dave, and everyone else. Thanks for joining me. And don't forget, sports fans, at B-Ball Breakdown, we're not a channel. We're a conversation. You in? Are you in, Dave? Yes, I am.